Hey everyone, welcome to the Wild and Uncut podcast brought to you by Ruger. I'm your host, Christy Titus. Thank you for tuning in. The line is going hot, so let's go full send on this episode. This is the most embarrassing part. No, of the it's story not the for most me. embarrassing part. Maybe for you, not yeah. for me. <laughs> it is for me. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, this is the third encounter on the deer. We have four really great <laughs> encounters with this deer that are pretty memorable. The first day of season, it wasn't super crowded because everybody kind of went out in a different direction. Nobody really had a good grasp on where the deer were. Um, then once people are like figuring out the unit and what was going on, it got harder and harder and harder. Can I get a salute? Salute. Salute, salute. to Congrats. a successful yeah. hunt. Yeah. You guys, we are coming at you live for this episode of Wild and Uncut from the Book Cliff South unit in Utah, where my cousin Ben Titus, my husband J.R. Hunting. J.R. <laughs> last name Hunting. J.R. Last name Hunting. And I uh, just spent a boatload of time here hunting and chasing this beautiful public land mule deer. Yeah, awesome. It's been a great time. That's a great buck. We do good. Yeah. It, uh, we started out, for a little backstory for you guys, I won this tag at um, Hunt Expo. So every year I put in for the drawing, I almost missed the deadline this year. So I was in Kansas doing a bunch of stuff uh, for kind of setting stands and getting ready for whitetail season this year. And I uh, almost forgot to put in for the drawings because it was all online this year. They didn't have the event. In the last hour, I was like, oh my gosh, I have an hour to do tags. And I put in, I bought the $500 package, which is like gets you one entry to everything. And um, I was actually flying to Europe to go see you. Mm-hmm. And I landed in San Francisco and my phone was on full-fledged meltdown. Like people were like hitting me up because I won the tag. And Ben, you actually found some really funny memes um, and you're you? like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that I was um, getting memed, but uh, there were some pretty pretty pleased people to see that I that I won this tag. Um, it's my life goal to just dig uh, up dirt on Christy. Yeah, yeah. There's a bug in my wine. Oh, that no. really is. It's palatable. It'll be fine. You just eat it? No, I, I was trying That's to. That's what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like she was eating that bug. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried to pick it out. I didn't get it, so I didn't want to waste the wine. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, you did. You found the meme, and you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a really great meme about you out there. And I was like, what? Yeah, you're I, a hot commodity it, for It me. was with Trump, so I, you know, I can't. At least they put me with Trump. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't even remember what that meme was exactly. I don't either. I don't remember sending it to her. I don't know. It was just somebody who was mad I won the tag. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta pay if you want to play, right? That's so right. I was I just feel extremely blessed to have to have won the opportunity in the first place. So um, somebody's gotta win it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, spend enough money. You you hope that someday you I draw. I think there's a conspiracy that is an inside job. Like you, uh, yeah, that's somebody gave you this tag. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Which is little do they know that bullshit, I don't think you've ever like won a high end tag. Never in a draw. Never. It's my first time winning one. Um, I've had one bought. I've bought one, uh, but I've never uh, won one. So, yeah, um, yeah, no. So super, super thankful to be here. Um, A lot kind of went into the getting ready for this trip. You know, Yogi and I, we bought um, 
game management unit maps. So I bought the MyTopo maps. I kind of like those because you can order them by the GMU. But that one was a little confusing because it was the entire book mm. book cliffs unit. So there's kind of subcategories there. You have the whole book cliffs. You have north and south. And then you have this tiny division of the limited entry book cliff south. Um, so that map didn't quite do a great job spelling out boundaries. But on X. Yeah does a really good job of showing where you're allowed to hunt and so that layer was super helpful yeah we used onyx a lot constantly yeah non-stop yeah it's perfect it's probably the most valuable tool we had of making this hunt a success yeah plus yeah, the, sure. the inside yeah. intel we got yeah from some yeah. friends so yeah onyx definitely was like there to save the day mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure um because this is really big country, and navigating it and having that 3D future. And then, you know, like, you saw the buck, and we were glassing. Ben and I were in another zone glassing, and you're like, ah, I saw this deer. I'm not sure what he is. Kinda so far away. Picture, so far away, and, and you were to kind of drop a pin and show us where to, where to head, and that, that was really helpful. A lot of good stuff with that. And that other deer that we saw that we didn't know what he was. Yeah. Being able to go find him and just check on him. Yeah. I don't the, day know. Be, the day before, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that we would have been able to even find that deer, mm. you know, using the topo and the 3D feature. Well, everything looks different when you get on the ground. So if yeah. you can right. drop that pin where you think they are, it helps you when when you get down there and everything looks completely different. Especially you get in the timber. Whew. Yeah, that's really rough. Yeah, but even these washes, they're so big. Yeah, and you start walking it, it's crazy how many little nooks and crannies they have in there and. People, like where deer can hide. Yeah. You don't even see that from a lookout. You get right. in there and it's all different looking terrain. I mean, it takes like a two foot, three foot depression to hide a mule deer. Right. You know. Uh, they lay behind a bush. <laughs> yeah, and you won't ever find them. <laughs> I don't know, but those things disappear uh, in thin air. Like we were watching a buck the other day and he's bedded 320 yards underneath me. And... It's like wide open and there's a couple little trees, nothing major. And he's laying there for hours. Pretty soon he just gets up and like we couldn't find him again. Like he was flat gone. Yeah, we didn't see him get up that time and he was just gone. Yeah. And it's open country around, so I don't know where he went, but just disappeared. It just goes to show you how easy they can camouflage themselves. We have been here. We shot this deer on day Eight of the season. Eight of the season Mm -hmm. of the nine-day season. But we've been here 12 days. We went from the west side of the unit clear through to Colorado and to the top north end to the south end and everywhere in between. And finally feel like I could come back and be really quick at being successful hunting. (laughs) You know, we figured out enough stuff, but it has taken. Yeah. Yeah, when you draw the tag in 18 years. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I might draw it in 12 because I've got, I think I've got six points. Yeah. But who knows? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a girl up here that drew it with four. Four. But she was a secondhand choice, right? I think somebody handed in his, his tag and yeah. then she. Yeah. Which is weird that she would get that with that low am, uh, amount of points as a secondhand candidate. Yeah, I don't even think that's I don't know how it works. Fair. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, there was, there was, you know, quite a few people. The, the biggest thing I think that was, um, for us with this unit is, you know, the weather. It went from, from snowing in the first part of the season when we were here 
to yesterday and, you know, several days on this hunt where it was in the mid-70s. It was like... And we had a big rainstorm, too, come in. Remember yeah, that? we had one day we couldn't even hunt. Well, we could have hunted, but... I didn't hunt. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that was a it was a tavern front. It was a it was a sleep in front, is what it was. I was tired. <laughs> I was like, give yeah. me a morning, and actually, we timed it perfectly because as soon as the you know we loaded up and it was still raining, and we kind of watched the the weather predictions, which for the first time ever were right, and mm-hmm. got up here as soon as the rain quit, and that was good good timing, Remark- yeah. remarkably good timing. I think you had heard that this hunt was a lot, like, largely weather-dependent, too, yeah? yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah it's that's a big what migration corridor, yeah. And I think that warm weather we were getting played a, down. Yeah, played a role in how hard it was to dig up a good deer here. Yeah, and it was this deer that, you know, we got um, is the biggest deer we saw in 12 days. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I drew the tag... You know, you have a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, you have a chance at a 200-inch deer at a 190. And, um, man, they might be out here, but they're thin. Like, we saw a ton yeah. of 140, 150, you know, scattered mid-160 type deer. And, you know, you look at a lot of deer, but anything over that mid-160 is is there's a steep drop-off <laughs> on quantity of deer. Like, And they also seem existed. to have an issue with... Big three by three genetics, yeah, in this area that nobody wants to shoot because everybody's holding out for a big four by four, yeah, you know, that was our plan B, though. Like, we shot this deer on day eight of the nine day season, and my my next backup deer was was like a hundred mid 150, 160, three by three that we spotted the other night. He was just a hammer, like, you wanted a fourth point on this deer, he was. Just unrighteously big. That's like, why he's still alive. And yeah. Like yeah. This. yeah. Nobody wants to shoot him. Yeah, nobody waits 18 yeah. years to shoot a three-point. Mm-hmm. No. But that was going to be the old fallback. Um, you know. But we've seen, what, three, four maybe big, because West saw one out east yeah. too. So four big, mature three-by-three mm-hmm. that are dominant bucks and that are breeding, In which that does not help. Zone. You know? yeah. Yeah. In that that two-point that oh, we saw yeah. yesterday morning, I think. Mm. We saw him a couple times, and mm-hmm. each time, that deer body size dwarfed, mm-hmm. like a, a decent 160s four-point, just dwarfed him and was pushing mm-hmm. him around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he was pushing him around, and that was crazy to get on video, like this little fork and horn. But I saw on Instagram a picture of some kid that shot a fork and horn today, and that thing was enormous. <laughs> like, in, yeah. in any other unit, pretty much, I'd have shot that thing, too. It was really impressive, but, um, you know, we kind of all made that collective decision yesterday, like, if if we didn't find a big deer, or we didn't find this deer again, um, then, you know, I wasn't going to shoot a, a mid, you know, 160s 4x4. I was going to go find that 3x3 three three for yeah. something that was old and massive and just different, you mm-hmm. know. You can yeah. get a 4x4 four buck that size anywhere but not a three by three but we we got lucky the other thing that i think have an issue with here too is like a lot of those big four by fours with crab claws are not getting shot Mm -hmm. because people don't want to shoot them and then they start breeding because they're dominant too so this like the part of this unit that we've been hunting a lot there seems to be a lot of crab claw chloe four by fours good size bucks same with the three by threes but nobody shoots them yeah big frame yeah and that's not going to get any better if no. they don't thin mm-hmm. them out. And the couple of the guys you were talking to, um, 
after you killed the deer, gave you some info on like the last decade of how the unit's gone. Yeah. You know, it's really decreased in trophy quality. Yeah. Well, I, when I got the tag, like I said, I, I had high hopes of getting that really upper echelon deer and we passed on this deer <laughs> with four days left in the season um, because, you know, we thought we could crank over and, and dig out that type of deer and we just couldn't, you know, we, we put a lot of miles on and, you know, we uh, covered that, a lot of different types of terrain too. That's the, yeah. the thing here is weather dependence, migration, you have high altitude hunting, you have that mid valley hunting with all this oak brush in, in one of those deer even thinks about getting behind a piece of that oak brush and they're gone and makes them really yeah. tough to pick out. And, and then you have this desert landscape in the bottoms and where are they in that in the terrain you know where's the feed what's their migration what's the breeding pattern you know where are they staging up for the rut and is a lot to kind of try to figure out in a short window of time mm-hmm. yeah the one reason that we passed on that deer was because we thought we could get a, we estimated him at mid 170s yeah. yeah and we thought there was a really good chance of getting like Over a 190 that 180. 180 190 deer in here but then the other reason why we passed them also is because we were so far away when we judged them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, if we'd been closer and we'd seen the character and the mass on him, we might not have passed them that morning. Yeah. I mean, we were a mile away. Probably, yeah. At least. Yeah. At least. yeah. And it's yeah. like, we saw him in the morning and it was like, the sun was coming up and, you know, get that mirage and stuff. It's hard to see. Like, he looked skinny horn when we looked at him. Yeah. Yeah. So... He looks skinny horned, and then it's just tough to judge him unless you get close. And we were set up on this buck. Well, we were 500 yards from him, 450 or 500 first, yards oh, the first we, time. Yeah, we were like 400. But we never yeah. saw him then. Yeah, but we didn't see him. Yeah. And um, I think it was 380 from where we were sitting to that tree that we saw in bed behind. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And yeah. we just kind of went back. We, he never stood up. Like, I had the gun set up on the where the deer bedded and he just never stood up and then we slowly kind of talked ourselves out of <laughs> like slowly we're like oh we, we, we have four days left man like oh let's if he had stood up there and we had that look like had gotten to look at him at 380 we might have changed our minds yeah because yeah. we would have seen the character and and it's that. kind of a ridiculous thing i mean when you're trophy hunting to like pass pass deer like normally no other place no other hunt never would you think about passing mm-hmm. this deer but no. We're in the book close. We're thinking we're right. going to find dig out a giant. Yeah. And we knew what the deer was, but he's he's actually quite a bit cooler than yeah. I think what mm-hmm. I thought yeah. he was. Well, yeah. we were pretty spot on with the score, but just the the overall like dynamic of the buck yeah. is, mm-hmm. is more impressive. Yeah, he's close. got that big, wide, classic yeah. mule deer. He's yeah. a nice buck. He's a stud. He's The beautiful. one thing we didn't see either on the, from the distance of that mass, he's got all the way out into the tines. Like he's yeah. got bladed points and the massive beams, yeah. which is sweet. Yeah, he's yeah. he's incredible. So we walked, and I I was hesitant. I got to be really honest. Like I was like, oh, you guys, I don't know about this. And Ben and Yogi, and then everybody I texted videos to. I'm like, what do you guys think about this buck? And they're like, oh yeah, you know he's a good deer, but you could probably do better. I'm like, ooh. And then John Stallone killed a buck in here, about the same caliber of deer. And John's like, man, Christy, if I had four more days, I might keep looking. Like nobody I talked to apart from my dad. Was like shoot him, but my dad will shoot anything. I'm yeah. like, all right, okay. I'm like, I'm gonna walk. We're gonna just. And I was sick because there was another pickup that I was sick because another person, another we saw another hunter see this buck, and they must have told 
somebody. Everybody in the world, it seemed like. Because the next morning we came into this spot and it was like napalm dropped and there was 10 cars and trucks and people yeah. everywhere. And I was like, oh my gosh, someone saw that deer mm -hmm. yesterday also. Mm -hmm. We were not the only people that saw the deer and they must not have been able to dig them out. Like, there's no way. Yeah. No, he was hiding pretty good, I think. Yeah. Because we looked for him again and couldn't find him either for a couple two days. mornings. Yeah. Well, they had scouts on the road in two different spots. They had people in the canyon, um, and they were trying to dig this buck out, and I am just so lucky. <laughs> that made me sick the next day. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. man, they're going to find that buck. <laughs> and why did I pass him yesterday? Yeah. Oof, it's never a good feeling. <laughs> it didn't take very long for me to start regretting it either. I was trying to keep my cool because <laughs> I talked you out of him. <laughs> but it wasn't very long for I was like, well, maybe we should have shot that. <laughs> I know your girlfriend was, like, hating on me because she wants you to go <laughs> yeah, home. she's ready for me to come home. She's like... Like, oh man, maybe he'll get here for Halloween. He'll be here early. Yeah. Nope. Never happens. Never. Never happens. You don't have to be home for Halloween. We've got all the candy you need here. Well, yeah, that's true. You bag did, of Snickers, you did, you're good. Yeah, Give me a bag of candy. Yeah. Life oh, I told her, you know, just, I just got to set that bar really low, you know. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> that's what you got to do when you're hunting and fighting fire all year. Yeah. Yeah. Always gone. So, yeah, we spent the next couple of days. Looking for a big buck. Digging, digging, digging. Mm -hmm. We went to another spot, and there were so many cars there and people. And yeah. and we did some hiking, and we got off the trail. And these people would sit and watch us in the spotting scope. I swear to God, they're just laughing at our ignorance, climbing up the faces <laughs> of these mountains. <laughs> like, what are these people doing up there? They're idiots. You can shoot them down here. Like, you don't need to climb up here. And mm. we're like... But I mean... Crawling up. We tried everything. Like you said, top of the mountain... Uh, halfway up, like hiking up canyons um, where there's no road access or nothing, you know, nobody been in there, you can tell. Yeah, yeah um, no, no, no human foot and traffic. There was no horse tracks in there either, so nobody's mm -hmm. been in there, you know. So, no. but the biggest concentration of deer we saw down low in the foothills. Yeah, but there wasn't the bucks down here either that we were looking for. But there was this, a lot of deer, but not. This time of year, that's where they're going. Too. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna and end it up. It did get better. Yeah, they're gonna end up down here. Yeah. So, got better every the day. problem in this unit, I think, is there's only a couple, like maybe four or five bigger canyon drainages that run out of the mountains, and that's where all the deer will funnel out, funnel out through, and that's where the big bucks are gonna come out. So everybody's hunting those. And it gets really crowded. Mm -hmm. Really fast. Especially when people... Yeah. The first day of season, it wasn't super crowded because everybody kind of went out in a different direction. Nobody really had a good grasp on where the deer were. Um, and then it, once people are like figuring out the unit and what was going on, it got harder and harder and harder. And that's... I mean, that's typical, I think, with any hunt. Like, the longer it is in the season, the more people start figuring out where these little pockets of potential deer are the harder it gets yeah yeah and then you have like when intel spreads yeah about a big deer there's gonna be outfitting crews coming in with a bunch of people yeah. and they're just gonna block off an area pretty much and look that's what it. happened with this buck yeah. those people came in and they blocked off every area yeah. you could possibly want to even look at that basin yeah. and yeah. they had scouts on them and and then the other place we went and checked we got a little intel on a potential yeah. deer in there, and then we go over there, and it's same overrun, thing. and it looked like a lot mm -hmm. of outfitters. Yeah. So they had the same yeah. intel, probably. And yeah. 
only way you get away from that probably is going deep into those road lists, but I don't even know if that's the best option to hunt the unit, you know? Uh, I don't think so. The slower country. We saw some We saw some bucks up high. We did. And, and in the roadless areas. But the yeah. bucks we saw in the roadless areas were... Like that one unit or one section we went into, uh, fork and horns, three points, 110-inch four-by-fours. Like they were just tiny deer. We saw some bigger ones up high. Yeah. But the problem is the deer movement... Um, pre-rut is still restricted to a couple hours in the morning and an, an hour, hour at night. before dark <laughs> yeah. at night and in the mountains you see a buck two canyons across you're an never hour gonna before get there. dark <laughs> you're never gonna get there nope. and he you knows know. where he's gonna be in the morning right exactly. plus at, at that time of day that distance you might not even be able to judge him properly to, to know if it's worth it going there in the morning you know so it's like the lower country is really where you can be way more effective to to hunt and check on different bucks and different places in one day so. yeah we covered a lot of miles and uh did a lot of glassing holy smokes i had to try to figure out which eye to use because i'm blind in both of them apparently <laughs> like yogi and i are glassing deer the other night and we're like i can't tell what it is it's too dark ben bring your young eyes over here and look at this deer because yeah. we're old <laughs> That's sad when you notice sad. that your eyesight just goes like poop Ben's when it like, goes. Ben's like, Christy, which eye are you using? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know you got one bad one, or one's at least worse than the other. <laughs> yeah. Yogi just is like, I'm old. This sucks. <laughs> well, I have issues that in the evenings when it gets to low light. No, mornings and during the day, no problem. But when it gets to low light, I'm like, eh. You and know, you I even can, got that big swirl. I've got the huge thing. Like the biggest, <laughs> the biggest uh, optic out there, I guess, in a way. And then, but it's just hard to pick out detail for me when it gets to low light. Yeah, yeah. And it's like because of my eye can't, my eyes can't focus. Then I get the focus wrong on the on the spotting scope, mm -hmm. and it just gets blurry, blurry, blurry. And it's like, ugh. and I'll tell you what, like even for me using that vortex spotter I have, it was like. I couldn't pick out the resolution. No. I couldn't pick mm. out the antlers and stuff. I had to borrow Christy's night force if I wanted to actually like judge, yeah. like really judge something at distance. Yeah, right. it makes it huge, especially when it's a game of inches, right? Out here, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, the, the deer, we're, we're running by and <laughs> going through 155, 160-inch deer. We're not even slowing down for them. It's 10 inches makes mm -hmm. a big difference. You have to be able to see, you know, and this is really, this is my the only second time in my life I've ever done a full-fledged trophy hunt. Like what I would consider a trophy hunt. I've never had a hunt like this. Like I'm an opportunity hunter flat out. Like I like to kill the animals. I think you get that from your dad. Yeah, well, yeah. it's fine, but I want to kill the animals that let me kill them. You know, I'm not like, oh, well, you know, I think we can get five more inches. Let's keep <laughs> hunting for another four days. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I, it, so this was really, uh, especially the day before I shot this book, I had a lot of anxiety. Like at night, like I always talk and I was like not feeling like talking and <laughs> just... In the mornings, I didn't feel like eating. Like I, I, and I didn't really think about it being anxiety until like this morning. I woke up and I was hungry, and I hadn't been hungry in a morning all week. And Yogi's yeah. like, "Something wrong with her when she's not hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Always hungry. <laughs> just anxious. She's not talking and she's not <laughs> hungry. There's something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just anxious. I think like I was anxious to get to a glassing point because you literally have two hours to capitalize mm -hmm. on when they're moving and and to find something and bet it. Um, or, or make a play before mm -hmm. it's too late. Yeah. 
Because they won't get up until like one hour before dark. Yeah. Most likely. Because the rat's not really Mm-mm. kicking off yet. And the other thing is you're racing people to spots sometimes. Like we've been pretty lucky out here where we are. Yeah. But that other place we went to, that other canyon, you're racing people to get up to a spot where there might be a good deer. Well, and we were in that situation in one of those canyons one morning. We had pre-scouted. You know, we spent almost a week here before season and we'd scouted all the roads and had a good, you know, had a, our navigation plan in action, I guess, if you will. And there's one morning some guys didn't and they missed the road turn off and we beat them up a canyon and you're, you're just like, you feel bad. You're like, ah, you know, you're not intentionally like being a jerk, like cutting someone off, but you know, the mistake they just made cost them driving through that valley as a, as a virgin morning, like. Which could potentially end up being. Costing them an animal. Yeah, yeah. because there's big bugs that get shot off the roads here yeah. a lot, you yeah. know, so, but yeah, it's just a rush, like, and even we were talking about the other day um, when we were over that other side, how many tags have not been filled yet two yeah. days before the season ends. Yeah. It's crazy. Like everybody's holding, holding, a, um, what's it called? Holding. Holding out. Holding out uh, for that big one. Yeah. And like you said, this is the biggest one we've seen for 12 days. I think it's the reputation of the book clips mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. it just isn't what it used to be. No. Because yeah. that's everybody I talked to. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go film Christy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, that's going to be sweet. Like you're, you guys are going to kill a freaking stud, like mm-hmm. 190 inch deer. Mm-hmm. And now that we've actually talked to people, outfitters, Mm -hmm. people who've hunted it, that's just not really, it's not a realistic Mm -hmm. expectation. I mean, you might, you can probably do it, but the, the guy that you got the intel from passed on those big bucks because he's holding out for a 200. I don't know that he's ever killed a 200 and he has a Mm -hmm. landowner tag every year. It's just not what it used to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's buying a landowner tag every year. So he hunts it every year, which is something I can't afford to do. But, you know, that intel I got is he was passing on deer like mine, you know, um, which we did originally too. Yeah. Um, But then I went into like a deep depression. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why we're drinking Drinking at 10 a.m. Oh my gosh. No, like seriously. The footage of this buck, the first day we saw this buck, he came out of nowhere. He hadn't been in there. There was a th- little three by four. Well, he wasn't that little. He was a... So it, 150. Yeah, 150. Yeah. Nah, I'd I give him mid-140s, low-150s. He's just a nice deer, you know. And this buck came in, and that's the deer we stalked yesterday morning. He was of the drainage, I think, because he got kicked out by this one. But he came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. you know, and... um that's what we're all, we kept hoping every day that some giant was going to, you know, come out of nowhere and check these does and we'd, we'd capitalize on that. And it just. Yeah. If we had had weather, you know, if it hadn't just been yeah. 65 and sunny the whole time. Yeah. We, that might've kicked stuff off. Cause right after the rain, the morning after the rain is mm-hmm. when we saw this buck. Yeah. And that's when stuff was moving yeah. all morning. Well, and that was the only morning it froze. Yeah. Also. You know, and that he came out and he was dog and does and you could, we videoed, it's the coolest video of all the steam. Like you could see his breath in the air. Mm-hmm. Like he'd lip curl and he'd breathe and it was just beautiful. Yeah. It was the most he beautiful thing. He was running hard already. He's probably the hardest running deal we've seen. Yeah. 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 He was crazy. Um, and then, yeah, the next day after I pass him that 
whole outfit crew comes in and just napalms, napalm drops on this deer. And I was like, yeah. ah! That was depressing thinking <laughs> that we might not have the back, back pocket yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. And you can't count on, that's the other thing we heard for this unit, is you can't count on seeing a deer one day and him being there the next day. Like, if you don't make that play happen, just kiss that play goodbye. Like, the deer are moving all the time. And so I really thought, especially when those people didn't get him the next day, well, he must have moved on, you know. And, you know, we didn't hear shots or we didn't hear about the deer. And, and it, news travels pretty fast in this little hunting zone here. Um, and we just didn't hear any reports of it being shot. So I, I still kind of kept privately a little hopeful, you know that we might relocate him, but... Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we... We kind of guessed that he might have moved on downstream yeah. a little bit from where we were. So that was always there. That yeah. hope, you know, that he could have tucked into another canyon or pocket or something and they just didn't find him. Yeah, and that's Because I don't happened. think they walked. They, ju- they were just on the yeah. roads. Yeah, mainly. they didn't get out and do what we did yesterday, uh, which was hunt him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. what you need to do. It worked. Yeah. Yeah, it was like second to last day of season, Yogi's up on a different glassing point from us. We're trying to split up, just just cover as much ground as we can. And he sends me this blurry text message photo. It's a horrible picture. He's like, I saw this deer. I don't know. It's the biggest body frame deer I've seen all morning, but I have no idea what he is. And Ben and I are looking at a fork and a horn chasing yeah. a, a deer around. <laughs> we had we're nothing. Like, nothing. We had nothing better to do. I'm like, okay. So we decided to, to try to hunt him and just at least, if for nothing else, to make sure he's not mm-hmm. something we'd want to hunt. Because you don't want to rule out something out here when you're looking at it from a mile and a half away right. or two miles away. Um, and I think this deer was really deceiving because his body size was also so he's big. big. Like he's just a big animal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, he is. He was. He was a big animal. Yeah. Big body. I mean, I we didn't weigh him, obviously, but I would not hesitate in calling this a 250-pound yeah. deer. I've dragged a few mule deer. That one was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's big. Yeah, super big. But no, so we, we put this hunt on him, and uh, Yogi, you know, Yogi tells us where he saw him, like, go down, and Ben and I get over there, and Ben spots him. He's like, yeah, there's the buck. And he's right where Yogi said he last saw him was which is a miracle also and um i put the night force on him and ben's like does that deer have um does that deer have eye guards because if he has eye guards it's that say i think it's the same deer we passed the other morning and when he said that like my heart sank i was like oh he has eye guards <laughs> that was pretty sick uh just to I, I mean i was just so thankful at that point to to see this deer again because We'd kind of lost hope that for mm-hmm. so many reasons, you know. And I was kicking myself and I felt like an idiot and, you know, all those things. But, you know, you really, we wanted to try to make sure we got the biggest deer we could out of this unit. And I really feel like you, all of us, when, when I pressed the trigger, all of us were celebrating instead of feeling like they settled, you know. On, yeah. You know, that's, that's. Plus it was actually a good hunt. It was a great hunt. It's not just we shoot it off the road. No. You know, it was a good hunt. No, so I, I set up, I see the deer, I'm 350 yards. Well, Ben and I had belly crawled across this flat, and I get my gun up, and I see a doe, and Ben's like, yeah, the doe's 350, and I'm like, where's the buck? He's like, I don't know where it is. I'm like, okay, so we're like looking, looking, can't find the buck. 
And Ben's like, well, there's some deer on the horizon. So I pull my gun off, throw up my spotting scope. He's like, there's a buck over there, I think. And I look through the spotter. I'm like, yep, sure enough, it's the buck. He's like, are you sure it's the same buck? I'm like, it's the same buck. He's big. And I look over, and, and there also happened to be a bicycle race. <laughs> of all times. Of all times. Of all times <laughs> on public land, there is a bicycle race. <laughs> With absolutely no regard for our personal hunting space. None. <laughs> At that moment, this public land was our land, and we were after that deer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and why are you here? Why are you here on your bicycle spooking my deer? They had blown the deer. This guy had, like, I don't know what the guy was doing. I think he was just nosy or something. Yeah. Like, he was just rolling up to, like, investigate what we're doing, and then maybe he saw the gun and got freaked out. I don't know. But I was on the gun when the guy rode up on the bike. Yeah. And I mean, it, I don't think the deer would have spooked if it was just a truck going by, you know. It's just weird for them to see people on a bike in their tight spandex. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Run away from them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're drinking wine, smuggling grapes out here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, that was it the was, second heartbreak. That was the second heartbreak, yeah. I was like, oh, dang, yeah. So we, Ben and I, Ben's like, I don't, I'm like, should we go on top? Try to hunt them from the top. And Ben's like, ah, I think we should get below them, which was brilliant, actually. Um, that's why, like, I always, I mean, I don't want to, you can't take credit for that because, like, my cousin is a good hunter. My husband's a good hunter. And it's nice when you're hunting to be able to bounce strategies off of people that are good hunters and get pros and cons to every situation. Cause there's a, there's a pro and a con to every situation. If we would have tried to come up on top of that buck, it would have never happened. Yeah. It would have been a, it would have been a jump shoot, jump shoot. And then there would be no way really where we were to get a vantage point, like across one of those coolies looking mm. into where he was. And especially with the wind, all the does around, you never know because they bed down you never see them and then yeah. they're just right there and blow out yeah. so no, so we we went down below them and stayed in this wash and um <laughs> this is the most embarrassing part no of the it's story not the most me. embarrassing part maybe for you not yeah. for me <laughs> it is for me <laughs> yeah yeah no uh it, we, 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 uh, <laughs> this is the third encounter on the deer. We have four really great encounters with this deer that are pretty memorable. So I'm going down the wash and I can't, Christy can't see over the bank. <laughs> so <laughs> she didn't bring the stepladder. So. Ben's like literally over a foot taller than me. So he just goes first because I can't see anything. Like I'm like a little kid, like I eh, can't see over the counter at the grocery store. You know, I'm trying to peer over the edge. <laughs> so I'm like looking at the tops of the ridges and trying to see if that buck's bedded. And, uh, and I see that deer up there and I looked at it hard and it was, uh, it was bedded with its head, like wrapped around its hind quarter, like resting on its chin is resting on its hind quarter. And, all I could see was its throat, and I couldn't see any horns. No. And uh, and so I asked Christy. I even borrowed her 12 power instead of my 10s. It's just getting worse now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I tried to put all the odds in my favor, and she's like, do you want to use my spotter? No. 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 <laughs> uh, no. I would, we'd see the horns on this one. He's big. Yeah, he's big. For he's sure big we'd dude. see it. Like, definitely it's a doe. He's 200 yards from us. Yeah. For the record, like, literally sleeping. For the record, they hadn't drank any wine that morning. So yeah. You, sh you should have seen it. 
I should have. No, yeah. no, I, I can't. <laughs> but it wasn't the shade too. It was in the shade, yeah. yeah. And like you know, okay. there's branches behind him and mm. whatever. But like, I looked at it pretty hard. I guess I should have thought that the only deer I see that are that exhausted are bucks. But, oh, uh, he was flat out. Yeah, he was knocked out yeah. because we literally we were 200 yards underneath him, looking at him, talking about it. La, 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 la. No, that's a doe. All right, let's go. Uh, let's yeah. go. We walked by him. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> Walk by him, spook up all these other bedded deer, and I'm like, oh, napalm's about to drop. I'm like, this is so bad. And Ben's like, no, because if this buck's in the bottom, he's going to walk up on the hillside, and you're going to shoot him. We're in a good spot. And he's like, happy. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was sitting, ah! I was sitting, I was sitting on the lookout yeah. uh, across the flat, and I see all these deer come over the top, because I saw them stand up and look down mm-hmm. to where you guys mm-hmm. were. I was assuming that was where you guys yeah. were. And you had service every now and then so yeah. we kind of texting back and forth Oop, that's what happened that, right there i knew that was gonna happen <laughs> yeah. too much stress on that box <laughs> mm. yeah. it's all that mexican food <laughs> it is <laughs> we shared a plate every night it's the queso dip it's the queso dip but anyway sure. so i see all these does flying out of there and then there's this buck coming out behind them and i was like no that's not right it's like this little me in a duber and um, i was like okay there's a buck with nine does running across the flats now and they go into a wash. And I, I remember I texted you. I was like, you, you must, must have missed him. Because either he's still sitting there or he went down out of sight from me because I was on top. I couldn't, I couldn't see down in the washes. I could mm-hmm. just see the flat. It's like, you must have missed him. He, you know, he might have gone down river or something, you know, out of sight. And you guys went back and that's when you, got, when you guys found him again. Right, you went back and looked at the well, dough. Well, what we did is we, <laughs> no, were, oh we were so close to the that where the deer were bedded, it was making me super uncomfortable. And uh, Ben's like, is this stressing you out? I'm like, dude, we're like 200 yards from these deer. Yes. Like, this is really <laughs> close. I don't want to be this close to them. Like, let's back up a little bit. And um, that's what we finally ended up doing. We just got to where, you know, we, we blew those deer out of there and we knew he wasn't there. So we kind of used that moment for a clean slate to to lose some distance on them and then, you know, uh, found a small hill and, and got some elevation. So we had two things going for us, distance and elevation. So we could look back on the mountain. Um, and in this, I was still like taking, dropping my stuff and like trying to get my life together. And Ben's like already spotter up. Oh no, I think I made a mistake. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? You made a mistake. What? Eh." (laughs) I was like, I might be an idiot, Christy. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I saw that deer and I was like that, that's a buck face. And I still couldn't see horns through my binos. And so I borrowed your spotter and sure enough. It was that buck. And he was 650 yards, and we're like, what do we do? You know, we can either try to gamble and, like, go back up there and try not to bu- bust him or just, you know, get down and shoot. And um, we just decided to make the shot, which is where I had my epic mental breakdown. Are we talking about that? I don't know if we should. But he was still bedded. <laughs> he was still bedded in the same spot where you walked past him, right? He yeah. was sleeping. So with all the commotion going on, all the deer running... He must have just stayed put in that little wash. I mean, he was still two, three hundred yards from where we bumped those deer. So yeah. he was a right. But from my viewpoint, they ran right above him. Oh yeah, yeah. and picked yeah. up some him. of the does that were bedded around him. But then later on, there was still two does bedded in there with him, like in the next little wash. But over. you got to think that buck was running all night long, mm-hmm. chasing deer. He was exhausted, 
guaranteed. He was trying to bed down when the biker bumped him. Like they were, they were yeah. settling into bed down, and that biker, uh, the bicyclist, bumped him. And um, so when we saw him at that at that range, I just, I mean, I've shot my gun a ton. But I have a range out to 830 at my house. I pound steel at that distance all the time. I know my data is tracking good. I was super stressed out about the wind more than anything because we had like between a four and seven mile an hour wind. And when I first set up on him, I told Ben, I'm like, oh man, like for this wind hold, like my crosshair, center crosshair is not on the deer. <laughs> like and any hunter out there, I don't care. Like shooting a target is one thing, but when you're on an animal, like, man, maybe, you know, I was really stressed about that. And Ben's like, well, if you're not comfortable, we'll go get closer. It's, you know, we'll try it. We'll go, you know, try to get closer or whatever. And, um, we let the wind kind of do a lull and, uh, and just, you know, we kind of work together on the wind call, but I was pretty solid on my first wind call it was, I think 0.6. And then what we ended up doing was holding more like a 0.5. So I bracketed my, my 0.4 and 0.6. And um, when he stood up, it was perfect. It hit him right in the front shoulder. It looked, originally we thought it hit front shoulder and came out as a neck. Um, and Ben's like, ooh, you might've held too much wind. <laughs> but actually it hit front shoulder and it came out the point of the opposite shoulder. Um, but just the way the... I mean, you could see the bullet trace and everything drop in. It was you perfect. You hit lung on that one. And I got lung. So, yeah, I got I got lung, and then I broke both... Fr I mean, the shot was maybe maybe two inches too far forward, but... It did the trick. It was that deer yeah, dropped. Dropped. Dropped him. It was a perfect shot. And I, you know, Ben's, like, rolling on me recording, and I'm, I'm trying not to get, like, get choked up because it's, you know, 12 days. We passed the deer. We have all of this drama around the deer, to see him go down was like pretty emotional, you know, it's pretty mm -hmm. stoked. Um, yeah, it was awesome, uh, to have it all work out. Mm -hmm. Good feeling to have success and have success on something that you're, you know, that you've been dreaming about that you wanted, yeah. you know, well, not, not, not a settle. No, it wasn't. And, and, and training, you know, we, I've shot, I shot several NRL hunter matches this spring. I shoot my gun a ton. I know its limitations, and I know my own shooting limitations. That's the farthest I've ever shot an animal. Uh, I don't hesitate. Steel at my house at that distance, I'm like, eh, let's go shoot it. You know, I don't yeah. even really think twice about that that distance for me. But on a deer, on an elk, anything like that, I always pause, and I'm going to have a lot more respect for those animals, obviously, than steel. And, and I just really settled in and, you know, made sure that everything felt good. And, and if... If I didn't have somebody as expert shooting with me like you are, I might not have done it because I did have to hold a good bit of wind at that distance. And man, you you don't want to make that mistake. And that's that's uh, you know, it's a call that it matters. You know, so I was very thankful for my training and mm -hmm. um, and good equipment. You know, my Kestrel was was pretty spot on with the wind hold. Um, so that's why I do your training. You know, yeah. This yeah. is a once in a lifetime hunt for yeah. most people. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, to be able to make that shot and and have it hit exactly where you want it to hit and have the outcome that that we got was um a combination of good equipment and training and all that stuff so it was pretty satisfying. Worked but then out. we <laughs> we walk over there. <laughs> 
so glad we shot him for where we did. Because we walk oh, yeah. over to the deer, and there's like a mob of dudes on motorcycles, wee, 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 like <laughs> ripping around. I'm like, I it thought came you, right by. you can't, you're not supposed to drive off the road, I thought here. Number one, uh, my impression was this unit was, you don't just go tearing around the unit, you stay on the roads, and you're respectful of that space. Because... This place is so dry. Anywhere you drive scars the ground. Well, like, anywhere you walk Anywhere scars you it. walk yeah. scars so bad. And there's dudes ripping around paying no mind to uh, that type of thought process apparently. Um, and they they would have went ripping right underneath the deer. Like, And he knows? got scared by a bicyclist. So dirt bike might have been even worse. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But or maybe he was, the motor. He was, was uh, he was bedded by then so that, you know, maybe he would have just stayed Feeling put. Feeling safe. That's true. Yeah. If he's mm-hmm. in his little honey hole, you know, just hiding. It's hard to say. Stayed, you know. hard it sure makes you nervous though. Oh, I mean, yeah. it could have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It all worked out though. It did. Perfect. It did. And, and you know, the cool thing about this buck, when we walked up on him, like instead of, you know, sometimes you have that ground shrinkage. You're like, oh, yeah, you look bigger in the binoculars. That's a 10 power. I really do a lot, <laughs> lot for this one. <laughs> it was the opposite with him. Like mm-hmm. he got better mm-hmm. as we walked up. Yeah. yeah. He's got beautiful character. Yeah. Like around the bases, the gnarly knobbings and the kickers. It's, it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was nice to walk up to him and just touch him. And, you know, we put 12 days in, and we gave it everything we had up until the second to the last day and dug out the best deer we can find. And I think that's all you can ask for any hunt, you know, is that you do the work, you put in the time preseason, um, and then while you're out there to just get the best you can, and, and you got to be proud and thankful for that regardless of what the animal looks like you know mm-hmm. um and that deer is good for anywhere i mean that's oh. just a nice deer it oh, doesn't beautiful. matter yeah. beautiful yeah. i've only shot one other deer this caliber in my life so yeah. you know it's uh and there's multiple ways to get to a score but this one gets to it in a very pretty yeah. classical yeah. mule mule deer yeah. sort of look he's beautiful and b- besides the score thing is awesome because it was public land and we mm-hmm. did it ourselves mm-hmm. and um, we spent a lot of time doing it mm-hmm. and that I think makes it even more special. Yeah. You know, it's, my cousin's here, my husband's here, you know, I've got people I care about and uh, that, that uh, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of Mexican food. It was good. <laughs> Too much. It's been a lot of fun and it, it's a beautiful place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is one of the best hunts I've filmed, and yeah, a lot of that's to do with the landscape. And, yeah, it's beautiful, and the amount of deer. I mean, it's just amount a good of deer, hunt. amount of elk, yeah, tons, oh, of, elk. tons of elk, yeah, and yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. very. There, very nice. there was so many elk. It's crazy. We saw, we only saw one good bull, though. You know, yeah. everything else was pretty. You know, typical, is... typical post rut. But you stuff, also yeah. heard but, yeah. some bugling still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super cool one morning. Yeah. We. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was super awesome, too. My buddy Wes from Colorado, he drove over and helped us scout and uh, did some looking with us. And I wish he, I wish he could have stayed. Mm-hmm. But it was fun to have, you know, people come and be excited about this opportunity as much as, as I was. And he graciously left us his wallet so we could go and eat, <laughs> eat a big fancy dinner tonight. So. Thank you, Wes, for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I and the, the sad thing is, like we were talking here, we have this place kind of figured out now, and what are the odds that we'll get to come back here? 
Pretty maybe. slim. But maybe not. Never know. It's a blessing. Five dollars next year. There you yeah. go. Oh again. man, can you imagine drawing it more? Please. Then the memes people, would come out. The memes would be rolling. <laughs> I don't think I want to draw it again next year. <laughs> I'll put in. Don't worry. Yeah. People, I buy the ticket. <laughs> people will have like a witch hunt for me. They'll get like those little dolls and start poking needles in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, it's been a great, great ride, a great adventure, and. And uh, we're going to pack up today and make the long trek home with a uh, tag notched. Heck yeah. Jeez. It's awesome. Can't believe it. And then we're going to go hunting again. And then we're going That's hunting right. again. Yeah, you're going elk hunting next week. Yeah. Yeah, we've got an elk hunt this weekend. Cool. We don't even have a rifle for it yet, but we'll figure that out when don't we get there. One. Yeah. I already told you. <laughs> yeah. Her little miniature. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, whatever works, Ben, whatever works. Sometimes bigger is not always better. Well. My little gun, it's fine. It just doesn't fit you, you yeah. know, that's the issue, so. But I have lots of them, so it's always out there. But, uh, yeah, no, this has uh, been a great week, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Couldn't have done it without me. you guys. Yeah, that's awesome. For sure. The highs, the lows, the spots where I was like, feeling great you know clay mackinney i think that's how you say his name clay uh but he lives out here has a ranch up here and he gave us some really good spots to look and you know he told me at the beginning of this hunt he's like christy just plan to hunt all nine days just you're gonna hunt all nine plan on it now and be patient don't get in a hurry that buck Mm -hmm. will show up and it's guys like him john baird was another one you know, I listened to John's story where he went up the same drainage every day and he, till he finally pulled out a hammer and he said, you know, Christy, I'm up the same spot every day. I saw a different deer every time. And I don't have that type of patience to go up the same drainage every day for seven, eight days. Like, I'm going out. <laughs> um, but, you know, just listening to those guys and their experience and, and just their advice on the terrain and what to expect was super valuable and kept me mentally mm-hmm excited you know every drainage we went into mentally i was still excited and in the hunt because sometimes that can be the hardest challenge i think is um mentally staying like sharp because you kind of get a little lazy with your glassing when you get discouraged and you kind of stop looking and that's where i typically make a blunder you know i'll walk over something and be like oh my gosh so stupid i got in a hurry or whatever and and thankfully we we all kind of kept on point and kept each other on point Mm -hmm. Um, which was, which was awesome. Cause this, you know, you spend 12 days on a mountain and, um, you know, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. And everybody, every morning was as excited to go out as they were the day before all 12 days. And so I can't thank you guys enough for that. Ben, you weren't here quite 12, but you get what I'm saying. I was here long enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, take me home. Let's stop this podcast now. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> No, guys, that's a wrap. We appreciate you guys for tuning into this one. Um, Ben and Yogi, thank you guys for being with me through all this. And uh, we will see you on the next episode of Wild and Uncut. Until then, peace out. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Wild and Uncut podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to subscribe to my Pursue the Wild digital series on YouTube and follow me at Christy Titus on Facebook and Instagram.